Hi guys, hope you get to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's a podcast where we learn, we study, we grow. Uh, we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can uh, as we continue to serve our Lord. Find the podcast on YouTube. Uh, you can also find the podcast anywhere that you can get your podcast. And we're thankful that you guys are back and with us today. All right, so um, today's podcast, again, this is not necessarily um, quote-unquote organized as uh, most of them. Uh, I'm just kind of thinking through this idea and this is somewhat kind of like that brainstorm session that we had before um so i'll i'll kind of be looking up some scriptures here as we're talking and maybe just some things that just come off the top of my head here um but here's what i want to discuss and and the topic is this i don't know how i don't know how but it's going to work i don't know how but it's going to work so I actually got this topic from a friend of mine. He was talking about prayer and we were looking at, um, we were looking at so many verses talking about prayer, being persistent with it, but being still with it, um, learning to understand certain things. And so as he's talking about prayer, he kind of, as we were talking on the phone, he kind of said like a quick, like mock prayer, just to give me an example of something. And he mentioned in that mock prayer as he was kind of explaining it to me. He said, Lord, I, I don't see a way and I don't know how this is going to happen, but I know that I can trust in you. And after he said that, you know, when you really think about it, when's the last time, when's the last time you, you talk to the Lord that way? I mean, we tell the Lord the obstacles that are in the way, you know, we tell the Lord the impossibilities that are in the way, you know, we tell the Lord how difficult the situation is. Think about it from this perspective, and and it's not like the Lord doesn't want to hear that, right? Because in First Peter chapter five, right, verse eight, right, casting all your care upon Him because He cares for you. But think about it from this perspective: if if someone was a um, if someone was like like a master um, carpenter, right, and they were a master carpenter, and you come in and you need some work done, right, you need you need a new chair made for your dining room set. So you come in and remember this guy's a master. He's a master carpenter. He's done it all. And so you come in with an example of the chair that you that you need made. And so instead of letting the master carpenter look at it, study at it, study it, study on it, uh start to build it himself, what we tend to do is we sit there and before the master carpenter can get to work, we'll tell him how hard it was. Well, you know, I don't, I've never been able to make this. No one else has ever been able to make this. This is too difficult. This design is too difficult. I don't know where this type of wood is. I don't. So you're explaining how hard it is to somebody who thinks it's easy. So when you think about God, like how often do we spend so much time telling the Lord, like the impossibilities of it, how difficult it looks how like impossible it looks, but in his mind, I can do everything. You know, you, you remember even what God told Abram and Sarai, right? In Genesis, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything that's too hard for him? But like what we can tend to do is we can come to him and almost try to convince him that it's too hard. You know, it's, you know, the real thing is, no, it's too hard for you. It's too hard for me. But it's not too hard for the Lord. So 
I thought that was an interesting topic as we kind of introduce this a little bit more. I don't know how, but it's going to work. You know, and I've done a, I've done a podcast on this um, years ago. And this is kind of the updated version of it. But, you know, a great song, great song is God will make a way where there seems to be no way. And he works in ways we cannot see, but he will make a way for me. You know, it, it's it's a beautiful song to, to understand. God will make a way, a path, a place to go somewhere to somewhere and something and someone to reach for. God will make a way where there seems to be no way, where you've already tried to figure it out. You've already tried to do things on your own. You've already failed at it. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. You know, and, and that's that's a really encouraging thing to understand that the Lord will make a way for us. So I don't know how, but it's going to work. So number one, how do we, how can we get better at this? You know, how can we improve at this? How can we, um, how can we try to be better? So number one, it's not one big thing that you have to do in order for things to work. It's not one big thing you got to do. It's a series of small things that you have to do. So, you know, when you think about growing spiritually, a lot of times we can think like, I just have to do one action. So just come to one event, participate in one event, be at a really big event, be at worship one time, be at worship a few times, be at events a few times, be at a study a few times. So, I mean, sometimes we think we're going to get like a magic pill or we're going to get, you know, a magic dose of faith when we come to these things. And, and we solely rely on those things for those doses of faith. If that's how you live your Christian life, you're always going to find yourself in a weakened state because you're expecting and you're hoping for, for greatness and for success in one step. And that's not how faith comes. Faith doesn't come just in one step like that, right? So Hebrews chapter 11, verse one, right now, faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. So if you notice the text, notice what it says. Now, faith is a substance of things with an S. It doesn't say faith is a substance of a thing, of one action. It's a continual exercising of that faith in the Lord. And so sometimes we can have this concept and then we kind of reverse it on other people and we reverse it on God when, when we feel like we've taken the step we feel like we've taken what we needed to take and then it doesn't work. And then we like, we question it and we say, well, I guess this wasn't it. You know, I guess it's this, this faith thing, this Christian thing, this isn't for me when really you were focusing just on one big step rather than the small things. So, you know, when, when you think about guys like, like Abram, right, even in Genesis chapter 12, right, the Lord promises him all these things. And after the Lord promises him these things, he just, he gets up and he goes. Guess what that is? That's a step. You know, and, and as we talk about this, I want to look at this with y'all. Um, I believe it's Colossians chapter 3. Let me make sure this is the right text here. Um, Colossians chapter 3. Yeah, here it is. Oh, no, chapter 2. <coughs> Colossians chapter 2. 
All right, beginning in verse number, um, verse number six. Now remember this idea of walking, right? Remember this idea of it's not one big step. It's not like one big event. It's not one big, it's a series of consistent small things that are going to help you when things aren't working for them to work. So look at what Paul tells the church at Colossae there in verse six. As you therefore receive Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk ye in him, right? Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So look at look at what Paul is telling them to do. In order for us to walk with the Lord and in order for us to let the Lord work, we have a role. And our role is to walk in him. Now, as we walk in him, what does walking in God look like? Now, this is important because I think, and sadly, a lot of a lot of um, brethren have this concept that, all right, so if if I'm there when I can, I'm good. If I'm there on if I'm there when I have time, I'm good. If I'm there when when things work on my schedule, I'm good. So it's almost like what God has become is like a convenience thing for us, right? So instead of God being your life, God is just another part of it. And so that's kind of scary. And it, it kind of scares me when I see um, my Christian friends like that, past and current. It's scary to see that it's almost so easy to justify, okay, but I'm here though, but I'm, I'm doing what I need to do here though. Like, but that's great. But is, is he your life or is this just another part of your life? And so notice how we can walk in him. Verse seven, you're rooted in him. So when a tree is rooted, how long does it take for a seed to take root? Is that just one big thing? So once I get a seed from the store and I put it in the ground, oh, it's rooted. No, it's just in the ground. So it hasn't even had time to really dig its own roots so the seed can grow. So guess what? In order for that to work, it's not one big step. It's a series of multiple little consistent steps to be rooted in something. So to be rooted in Christ, are you just going to be rooted because you showed up to one event? Or because you just show up to one event constantly each month? You're not being rooted. You're just in the dirt. So being rooted and being in the dirt are two totally different things. But then notice now, look at how the progression is building here. Not only are you rooted in him, which takes time and little pieces of dedication, but you're also built in him. When's the last time as you guys are going across town or, or you're you're driving in town and you see that they're building a new bank, they're building a new mall, they're building a new restaurant, and there's a sign that says they're building it. The next day when you drive past, is the building built up yet? Is the foundation up yet? Is the scaffolding up yet? So guess what? Being built doesn't happen in a day either. Being built doesn't happen in one giant step either. So notice I don't know how this is going to work, God, but I know it's going to. Well, how can you have that confidence? 
how can you have that confidence when you know that you are taking the small, consistent steps all the time? You know it's going to work. But here's what we can tend to do, guys. You guys hear the, You guys ever hear the phrase, trust the process, right? If you're an Alabama fan like me, you hear that all the time, right? Trust the process. So what do we tend to do as we're introduced to a process? We're introduced to a method. We're introduced to how to go about things, right? And then we're sold on it. You know what? I'm going to give it a shot, right? And so... You know, you study on your own. You know, you come to extra things. You ask questions. You you want to be where the Lord's people are. You make time to be where the Lord's people are. Not for not to impress anybody, not to not to, you know, make somebody see you, but you do it because that's what you would do whether someone's there or not. That's just who you are. That's that's who you embody. Right? So as you make those steps and you're convinced, you know what, this is it. This is it. What I'm doing. These small steps every single day consistently for God, this is it, right? So then as you're making those small steps, then your process doesn't work. But then you look at others and it's working. And it's working. But they're not following the process as you're following the process of God. And what's the process? Being built up and being rooted up and being established. So now, naturally speaking, when you see something else working for other people and then you look at your process, what do you naturally do? Hold up. Maybe I'm overdoing this. Maybe I'm not doing this right. Maybe then what do you begin to do? You start to question the process. So as you start to question the process, then you start to question all these little steps you've been making consistently every day for the past four years. Then you start questioning, wait a second. Maybe this is maybe this isn't the right thing, but it is. Trust the process. So instead of just throwing the process away because it's not working right now, just understand this it's not over. It's not over yet. So if it ain't over, then you still got to work in the process. So he said you're rooted, you're built up. Then he says you're established. So when you're established something, so let's say you go to school, right, for for a certain subject. So let's say you're an English teacher and you go to school and you get your you get your bachelor's degree and you get your master's degree in English. So as you get that bachelor's and master's in English, does that happen in one giant step or by taking one hard class? When you're established in a subject, you are well versed in that subject. And those that are teachers, y'all know that. So now, let's let's make some application for us as we're getting personal here and as we're getting real here. So we're talking about, look, I don't know how it's going to work, but it's going to work. So as a Christian person, if we have been, if we haven't been rooted, if we haven't been built, if we haven't been established, are we walking in the Lord? We can walk more correctly. <clears throat> and so notice what, see, here's the thing about Christ and as we walk with him. And I talked to a friend about this too. Sometimes it's, it's almost like we want to give God the, the minimum, 
it, it's almost like we want to give him the minimum requirements. So in our minds, we've made, okay, if I show up to worship at least one time, I was there. If I show up to a study consistently, that's enough. If I show up to this event, that's enough. That's nowhere near enough. That's nowhere near enough. That should just be icing on the cake. But sometimes what we can tend to do as Christian people, we make that stuff the cake. And then no wonder, you know, so many things we have to figure it out because we made the little things the big things. So, but look at what he said. He said, if you're a Christian, you're going to take these small, consistent steps to be rooted, to be built up and be established in the faith as you have been taught. And notice what, notice the next word, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So when you're rooted, when you're built up, and when you're established, what should we be in those three things? Abounding. And what does abounding imply? So if you're really good at a subject and teaching it, you abound in it. Meaning, guess how much time you spent and you still spend on that subject? Every single day. So if you're abounding in Christ, guess how long you're spending and being rooted and built up and establishing him every single day. So I don't know how, you know what I mean? I don't know how, but it's going to work. It's going to work. So how do we know that? It's not, it's not you making one big step. It's going to work when you make the constant consistent steps you know i heard a um a speaker say keep showing up keep showing up so in your christian life as you follow the process you follow the process meticulously not only are you there for events not only are you there for worship not only are you studying on your own not only are you helping people not only are you helping yourself not only are you trying to challenge yourself you're doing these things simultaneously plus living life at the same time so as you do those things keep showing up keep showing up when it works and when it doesn't work keep showing up. So guess what? Yesterday, <clears throat> when I came here to the office, it was sunny. Guess what? You got to show up. But today, when I walked into the office, it's dark and it's rainy. And now there's a storm. But guess what? Even if you're by yourself, keep showing up. You see, that's the part about the process that's that's hard. That's really kind of almost I don't want to call it the curse of it, but that's the tough part about it is who can show up when the storms hit? You see, we can all show up when it's a good time, when things are working out on our time, when, when quote unquote, the stars are aligning and when it works for me, uh, we can show up then. But does your hard work and how you serve God and how you serve others, is it determinate on the difficulty of it. Keep showing up. Keep showing up. And so to be rooted, 
to be built and to be established and to abound in those things, this is not something you're just going to get in a month or in two months. This is something you got to do every single day, whether it works or whether it doesn't work. And see, here's the thing, guys, for me personally with the process, when you when you go through the process, when you really think about it, most times it looks like it's not working. Because then you look around at those that aren't following the process and it's like, why is everything working? But you got to you got to just follow the process. So that's the thing about it, too. If you just look at it with your physical eyes, you're going to feel like this ain't working. The process isn't working. It's going to feel like you're wasting time. It's going to feel like you're really not doing anything because you're not making big moves. You're not making big steps. Big things aren't happening to you. You're not making big decisions. You're making small, consistent, same decisions every single day. So you feel like you're not moving forward. You're in this hamster wheel. But then you look at everybody else and things are working and they're moving forward. So then naturally you start to question the process. Maybe this ain't it. But when you start feeling that, that's where you need to continue to follow the process closer. So it's not one big step. It's a lot of little steps consistently. Then number two, I don't know how, but it's going to work. It's going to work. Number two, (coughs) think about this concept. Maybe God isn't moving because you aren't moving with faith. You know, when you look at Hebrews chapter 11, when you look at Hebrews chapter 11, that was a great text in Colossians 3. But when you look at Hebrews 11, it talks about faith. And it defines faith. It tells what we can understand through faith. But then it goes into example after example of those who exercise faith. So when you see what it says, it's always like a person and then an action. So, you know, by faith, Abel offered. Right? By faith, being warned of God, right, Noah, he moved. Right? By faith, Abram, when he was called, he went to go. Right? And you can go on and on and on and on and on. And so when you think about it, sometimes we can have this sense of blind faith. And and it's almost like a faith where it's like you're... It's almost like you're hoping for things to happen. Does that make sense? So if that's the case, if that's how you exercise your faith, you're going to feel a certain level of insanity because you're going to keep convincing yourself that, okay, you're hoping that this is going to happen, but you're not, you're not going to make a move with faith. So as you keep driving yourself to believe this blind faith that that you have you'll you'll get so discouraged because you'll feel like it's not working because it's not because your faith is blind but notice your faith your faith should be it should be concrete and that's that's also a beautiful part about the process too it's like as you're following the process and things aren't working and you're losing stuff and you're losing and it's not working. That's the part where even when you're losing, you still convince yourself through the process concretely through faith on God 
but it's still going to work though. It's going to it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. Now you might not know how, but you know it's going to. So think about the faith that Abram had. So remember in Genesis where God told Abram to sacrifice his only son that he's been waiting so long for. <clears throat> and as he's waiting for that son, as they're leaving, remember, he says, me and the lad will be back. We'll, we're, we're coming back. How did he know that? He knew what he had to do, right? He knew he had to kill his only son. But the, the confidence that he had in his God, he said, the Lord promised that I would have this son. I'm going to do what God said and letting this son go and killing him. But I know that we're going to come back together. So faith is not this like blind hope that like, man, I really hope this is going to happen. It, it's, it's, it's a confidence in the Lord that the Lord will take care of me the way that he sees fit. I may not know the method or the mode or how it's going to work, but I know that if you follow the process, if you stay rooted, if you stay built up, if you stay established, it's going to work. Now, here, here's the great thing about the process. Following the process all the way through is going to help you in the long run 10 times more than everyone else who isn't following the process, but they're getting what they want right now. So as you get what you want now, without following this Christian process, right, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, what you'll realize is as you're gaining these things, you won't know how to properly use those things because you're not rooted, you're not built up, and you're not established, and you're not abounding. But here's the thing. As you gain these things, you'll be rooted, you'll be built up, and you'll be established as long as you have it. But then when it's gone, then guess what you won't be? You won't be rooted, you won't be established, and you won't be abounding in it and built because you were relying so much on the thing. So now, in order for you to be rooted, built up, established, and abounding again, you literally have to wait until something else happens again. That, how, how is that a way to live? So think about it. We're, we're almost like we're waiting on things, and we're waiting on so many things to work that, wait a second, why don't I just do the work? You know, I heard something yesterday that said, um, sacrifice is supposed to hurt. So when you're when you're rooted, when you're established, when you're built up, and when you're abounding in Christ, that takes sacrifice. That takes that takes some sacrifice to be that type of guy, to be that type of woman. It takes some sacrifice. So he said sacrifice is supposed to hurt. But just do the work and lay low. <laughs> do the work. So maybe God isn't moving <clears throat> because we're not moving with faith. We're not moving with faith. So how do I move with faith? Okay. So we understand from first Corinth or from Colossians chapter two, we understand the process now. So now that you understand the process, at this current moment that you're listening to this podcast, guess what? You are no longer ignorant. 
you are no longer ignorant of what you need to do to become a better Christian. Now, maybe God isn't moving because now that you know better, now you're not moving though. So if you decide to put other things above Christ and to put Christ on the back burner, guess what? You have a blind faith. You think you're buried in the ground, but you're not rooted. You think you're doing and coming to the right stuff, but you're not built. You're doing all this thing, but you're not established. You're coming to worship and you're being around Christian people and you're around and having fun with Christian people and doing all these things, but you're not abounding. So guess what? You trick yourself. So we're living with a blind faith. Maybe God isn't moving because you aren't moving with faith with him. So I don't know how it's going to work, but it's going to work. This is going to work. This is going to work. I don't know how, but I do know this. Whether there's sunshine around or whether there's storms around, whether there's a blaze of fire around, whether things are crumbling around, one thing that will never leave and one thing that you and I should not stop doing today and tomorrow and the next day and next month and next week and next year and two years and five years and another 10 years is no matter what happens, I will follow the process tomorrow. See, that's how we almost have to simplify it like that, guys. <clears throat> it literally doesn't matter what is happening what is going on, and what is crumbling around you. Tomorrow, Lord willing, I will find a way. I will find a way to follow the process tomorrow. And then the next day, I will find a way. And the next day, I will find a way. I will find a way. It's going to happen. You almost just have to simplify it like that. And as you do that, you're building and you're gaining momentum. But here's the thing. You won't physically be able to see it sometimes, but you can see when other people make moves, but you can't see sometimes when you do things consistently every single day. So don't let that discourage you when your small consistencies aren't showing up big. Don't let that discourage you when your small consistencies aren't showing up big. Do not let that discourage you. Follow the process. Do it again. Just do it again. And so now, as we look at this a little bit more, I don't know how, but it's going to work. I know this, guys, for a fact. And I've doubted the process. I didn't want to, I don't want to follow the process sometimes. I want to switch up the process. You know, you want to do what everybody else is doing to get what they got in the process. Follow the process. Trust the process. Then number three, here's a tough realization. As you're, as you're following the process, as you understand that it's not one big step, it's consistent small ones every single day. As you start to move with faith now, as you start to find ways to be rooted and established and built up now, as you follow the process, understand this. This is difficult. Now, be ready for this. It kind of struck me back, too, when I studied this. As you follow the process of God, Colossians chapter 2, you have to have this mindset. It's not about 
my life getting better. It's about me becoming more like Jesus. Let that sink in. As I follow the process, as I do things consistently, whether it hurts or whether it doesn't hurt, whether I want to do it or don't want to do it, whether things around me are working or whether they're crumbling apart, following the process of God, it's not about my life getting better. It's about me becoming more like Jesus. Sometimes, guys, we follow the process for our own lusts. So I will only be rooted, I will only be built up, and I will, be, I will only be established just to have you, just to get you, just for you to like me, just for James says you ask, right, and you receive a miss because you ask on your own lusts. So some of us as Christians, we follow the process until we get what we want out of it. But it's not about your life getting better. The process is about you getting closer and being more like Jesus. So guys, as you follow this process process of God, Colossians chapter 2, as you follow it more and more and more, this is just from, you know, from personal experience, but it's also from seeing other faithful men and other faithful women who really, 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 really try to do this, as they follow the process, their lives don't get better all the time. Things don't just work for them. You know, things don't just happen for them because they want it to happen. Many times things get more difficult for them. Many times things crumble around them. Many times they stand out. Many times it's it's difficult, but they know as they're following that process, they're becoming more like their Lord. You know, and when you think about a process, you know, you, you hear about pressure, right? And you, you hear that pressure breaks pipes, but also pressure makes diamonds. So, you know, you, you think about gold when it's purified. It has to go through fire. It has to. And as it goes through fire, the impurities come out and it come, comes forth as, as gold. And so the beautiful thing about the process is sometimes we feel like as we follow the process, sometimes you can't necessarily see any changes. Sometimes you, you sometimes life doesn't, um, change for you dramatically as it does for other people you know sometimes things don't look like they're moving in the right direction and and it almost seems like you're in this hamster wheel where you're just doing the same things over and over every day and you're moving but but it feels like you're not moving anywhere it's not progressing but as you follow the process if we understand the purification and the pressure process we understand that this is making us better we understand that we're going to come forth better out of this because there's going to come a time and I'm convinced of this because the Bible, the Bible, there's too many examples. There's, there's too many examples for this not to be true. 
when you go through the process, the people that I know that go through it, many times they don't have people walking through with them. So many times it's just, it's a solo deal. So many times they get used to being by themselves, going through the process. They get used to doing it over and over and over and over and over and over. They just get used to walking with God. And as they go through this process and they endure pain, they endure struggle, they endure loss, they endure things crumbling, they endure, you know, forsaking, they endure, they endure all these things. But those people, they can be disappointed. They can cry. They can be down and out for a time. But tomorrow, regardless of how they feel, they're going to find a way to follow the process again. And they do it again. And they do it again. And guess what? The same thing that happened, it happens to them again. But when you hear accounts like Joseph, when you hear accounts like Job, when you hear accounts like Jesus, when you hear accounts like Daniel, these men that followed the process, at some point in time, when they walked alone, all of them were in a position where at some point the Lord needed them to lead. So when Joseph was going through his process alone, when, when God was ready for him to be the man, when God was ready for him to get everything that he wanted, he was ready to lead because he's gold. He decided to go through the hard days and go through the process. He decided to go through the process and not to put a quick band-aid on it. He decided to run towards it. Then when he, when his opportunity came, all right, this is what I've been preparing for. Job went through the process alone. His so-called friends tried to convince him that it was his fault. His so-called friends didn't want to be around him anymore. His so-called friends were trying to blame it on him. But he just every day, every day, he suffered but still loved God. Every day, every day. And guess what? There came a time where God asked him to pray for his friends, to lead. Lead them to show them how to be like me because they missed it. Jesus himself. He walked with the disciples, but when things got very, very difficult, the disciples left. The disciples forsook. Peter denied. No one wanted to be around him. He was made fun of. He was mocked. A thief was chosen over him. All these things happened. Jesus had to go through the process alone. But guess what? He rose. So here's the thing about going through the process, ladies and gentlemen. As we go through this process alone, Understand that at some point, all this, all this stuff that you've endured, all the stuff that you've seen, all the obstacles that you've overcome with God, all the pain and all the stuff that you just took, like Jesus just took, it's going to make you better. And God, when he sees the right people going through the process the right way, he will use them in a big way. And I don't know about y'all, but I want God to use me. So if that means for the next month, for the next day, for the next weeks, for the next years, I got to do this solo. I got to be rooted. I got to be built up. I got to be established. And I got to abound in the process solo. So be it. 
Is that what you want? Not necessarily, but if that's what the Lord needs me to do, I'll do it. Because I know, because that's what faith says. I know if the process is followed, the Lord will use me when he's ready. It's just my job not to quit during the process. Do not quit during the process. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide. He will hold me closely to his side. With love and strength for every day, he will make a way. Guys, I encourage you, follow the process, trust the process, do it again. I mean, just make this what you do. Make this who you are, not what you do. The Lord will use those who follow the process. I don't know how, I don't know how I can't. Guys, I promise you right now, I couldn't even, if I could explain how things are going to work out, how, how, how situations are going to work, how my life is going to turn out. I couldn't even script it. I literally couldn't script it if I wanted to, but I do know that the Lord's working on it. So as he's working on the story, as he's working on the script, as he's working on the people, as he's working on the situation, as he's working on me, follow the process. So I, I hope that I was able to help you as we kind of brainstorm through that, guys. And um, <clears throat> I know that was a big encouragement for me as we're all following the process together. And, you know, sometimes um, you need reminders to follow the process and you need reminders that um, the process isn't in vain and what you're doing isn't in vain. Um, so hopefully this was able to be a reminder for you that, uh, this is it, man. This is the move. This is the move. You know, it may not be a giant splash. You know, it may not be a giant thing or amazing thing or an amazing opera, but this is the move. This is it. This is the move. So this is this is where I'm going. This is where I'm headed. This is what I'm doing. If you want to jump on the train, let's go. This is it. This is the move. So I hope that I was able to encourage you. Um, you know, Lord willing, we'll be back on Monday with another podcast. Uh, we appreciate you guys. I just can't thank you guys enough for listening. And I've been getting so much feedback lately on the podcast. And, you know, it's just... It still blows my mind how many people listen and how many people take time out of their day to listen to the podcast and be encouraged by it and share it and uh, give requests and really want to be a part of what we do here. So it's it's a great thing. And um, I'm really, really appreciative of you guys and um, your consistency and being with me every time we recorded. Uh, we, we got a process here, too. So we're thankful. Um, I really appreciate you guys. And Lord willing, we will see you on Monday.